Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. You've discovered your link to GoPowerCat.com's PowerCat Podcast. Now, here's your host, GoPowerCat.com publisher, Tim Fitzgerald. Welcome to the PowerCat Questions Podcast. You ask them, we answer them. You got to be a VIP at GoPowerCat.com to get to ask the question at Wabash Station. And we are glad to be back with another round of questions as we wrap up basketball here in the first segment. And then we will take a variety of questions in the second segment. We are sponsored by The Fridge. Make sure you support The Fridge whenever you're in town. Gills and I and Cole Carmody, who's not with us today. Eventually, Cole will be on this podcast. Well, anyhow, I'm Fitz, and that's Zach Carlson, and that's Ryan Gilbert. Gills and I went to Tanner's, one of our segment sponsors on Saturday night for some basketball. I really wanted to watch the the Big 12 title game, and then I hardly watched it. Like, I kept glancing up at it, and I'm like, how is there five minutes left in the game? I was being very social, talking to a lot of people. It's good to be out. I'm telling you guys, it's good to be out in public again now that I'm fully vaccinated. We can also go to the high-low if we have an opportunity, if anyone can get my ass off my favorite stool in Tanner's. But they both get their alcohol from the fridge, so should you. This is the Questions Podcast. We're going to do another podcast. Uh, Excuse me. We did another podcast this week. I'm getting out of order. Okay, folks, we're taping this one first and releasing the other one first, so it's just kind of confusing for my little man brain. Um, We went through the bracket earlier this week. We've had an Insiders podcast earlier this week, and now it's time for your questions. Zach's got the first half. Is he on his game, or did he expect me to keep rambling for another five minutes? You ready? Yeah, we're ready. Here we go. From Dr. J54, the basketball season was a bust. Nothing will change that, but can we at least take a second to remember some good and funny moments? What would you add to this list? McGurl hitting three three pointers in 71 seconds. Eziegu's S bomb press conference. <laughs> Patrakis outscoring Cunningham. That will never get old. And the warm glow of companionship felt when it was realized that we all despise Doug Sermons. Oh my God. Doug Sermons the worst. I wonder if he was one of the officials that is out of the NCAA. I only saw three of the six names. Nah, they, he they, his name would have been in mm-hmm. in in the list if he was included. I don't know. I I'm not sure if he's that quite national. Oh yeah, he is. Yeah, oh okay. yeah. If He's, you missed out, John Higgins is not working the NCAA tournament. Neither is oh, – what was his name? What's his name? Uh, Valentine. Yeah. Uh, he's famous in the Big Ten ACC because they hate him. Uh, six guys went out to dinner when their hotels weren't, rooms weren't ready in Indianapolis. One of them tested positive for COVID. They all were exposed. Man, they all are out for the NCAA tournament. Although that seems harsh to me. It seems like if you go home and quarantine and you have no symptoms after a week, you should be able to come back and work the second weekend. And Higgins has already had COVID, right? 
Exactly. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. I'd be, see, I don't want to get political, but some of this stuff is theater. Like, I'm watching the selection Sunday. Now, folks, you got to understand this. If you're in the bubble of the team, you're tested three times a week. You're tested and tested and tested. And here some of these teams are sitting there six feet apart with their chairs and all wearing masks. I'm like, you just probably walked off a basketball court where you were all running into each other without masks. I mean, I don't understand. And John Higgins has already had COVID, so he's not going to have it again this quickly if he could get it. It's just crazy. But, yeah, he's out. Doug Sermon sucks. Let's get back to the question. Did you see what happened to the St. Bonaventure camera guy? He was trying to film him in the security card with a chokehold. And the player's like, what is happening? Because he's part of the team bubble. Yeah. So he, yeah, he came out on the court to film their celebration of winning the title, and one of the security guys put him in a chokehold and carried him off the court. But he was part of the team; he's part of yeah. their bubble. Yeah, this insane. whole thing is it's it's nuts, and I appreciate people trying to be careful. But what coaches shouldn't have to wear a mask on the sideline? For God's sakes, the refs are tested; they're tested. So they yell with their mask off and then put their mask on. Well, <laughs> if you had COVID, you just shot it across the court by yelling. That's craziness. Anyhow, Doug Sermon sucks. I think that's where we're going with this, right? Right. That's where we're going. Oh, man. He's he's just the worst. And you know what? I'm kind of over Higgins bashing. I think he's been pretty good lately. But Doug Sermon just does it every time he makes it about him. I can't wait to see. We should come up with a, a Doug Sermon's drinking game if we have a if we all go to Tanner's and he's working a game. We're going to be playing the three point game if I go out again. Still in ICU. If you're allowed. Well, the problem is, is the wife's out of town this weekend. I'm I've got a free pass to go out, but I'm I'm a dog dad. These dogs are pretty attached to me. Huh. Okay, I'm attached to them. That's the problem. I don't want them to be alone. You're not attached to me and Cole? Oh, screw you guys. Okay. Um, uh, here's the three-point game. This is, this is a really fun game for you folks to play. We, I just, I'm off. I'm off the rails already. Uh, okay, so you're watching with your buddies, and there, there's a game going on that you, you want to watch, but, you know, you're not a fan of these two teams, so you're not going to watch intently. Here's how you pay attention. Let's say there's four of you. You each put a dollar into a ball cap, and then you shake up the ball cap, and you take it out, and take everyone takes a dollar out, and whoever's got the lowest number has the hat first. Dollars go back in. So you start watching the game. Someone takes a three-point shot. If they miss it, the person with the hat puts a dollar in it and passes it to their left. Miss it, dollar in, pass to your left. Makes it, that person who now has the hat takes all the money out. Everyone puts a dollar in. And you pass it back on around. This is an epic beer drinking gambling game. Because it's all, it's all chance. It's all it's pure chance. But make sure if you're uh, doing this in public, uh, everyone has a, a charity identified. <laughs> <laughs> make sure you're playing for a charity, so that you're not arrested for gambling in a bar. Yeah. But no, it's a lot of fun. We'll be doing that. And Doug Sermon sucks. Yes, I agree. Oh, but Back the, to the question, though. Iziagu was the yes, best. Yes, that's the best one. That was my favorite moment of the season. 
He's just dropping shit bombs left and right. I'm not even going to bleep that out because it's essential it. to this topic. Oh, it was great. I'm I sur- like that kid. I love how Tom didn't say, hey, <laughs> you are, you, this is being recorded in front of a, a live audience here. <laughs> yeah, Tom, I wonder what Tom Gilbert was thinking. I have to ask him, what were you thinking during that Easy Agu press probably conference? Just put his hands up. No, just shaking his head. No, it's probably <laughs> – Probably couldn't believe it. We didn't have him again, did we? I don't think we ever got him again. <laughs> I think that is the last time we heard from him. Yeah, then again, I, then again, that might have been the best, the last good game he had. So true. I have to say this, folks. I really like this group of players. This this in, this new group. I mean, everyone we've had on press conferences, they've been great. Maybe if we met him in person, dealt with him one on one, we'd find out Nigel Pack's a jerk. Can you imagine him being a jerk? No, I can't even no. imagine. What a good kid. <laughs> Bradford's nice. Isiaku's awesome. I mean, Sultan Miguel, I'd, I'd kind of like him on my side in a, if there was a fight breaking out. Seems like a guy that'd get after it. So, But no, I'm. this was a very likable bunch for the most part. Next question is from El Camino Cat. Over under two and a half scholarship players with eligibility remaining that leave the basketball program between now and the start of the fall semester. The count is currently at one with Antonio Gordon. I am hammering that over. Yeah, me too. And and folks, I'm I'm gonna blow your mind because I'm really critical of Bruce for all the all the transfers he has out of this program. It and I said this on a uh, daily delivery. For me, it's not the number; it's who. I mean, it's really, it's a who for me. Um, and I don't like doing this, but if it's Carlton Lingard who decides to leave because of his back issues and Montavious Murphy who decides to shut it down with his knee injuries or they want to go to a lesser school and that's three and that's the over, folks, I'm okay with that. And, and then the second part of that is who do you get to replace them? If you go get three guys in the transfer portal that upgrade your roster, I'm not going to be critical of that. I mean, no, that's that's actually what they need to do. They kind of sifted through all of these pieces now, and um, we'll see who all comes back and who they can replace them with. It's two phases to this, but I, mean, I, I, I suspect there's another one that's going to go here pretty soon. We're going to hear about, uh, but I, I, it could be four guys. I mean, they we were critical of them, Gills, for getting back into the high school ranks. They could still sign two high school guys and get two guys out of the portal. So it's very intriguing to me where they're at. I kind of wish they would just, you know, focus on the portal, to be real honest. They need they need some experience. they got to be better next year, period. I'm not putting up with this again. I gave them a year, folks. I was pretty damn patient. If you've been following along with me and uh, my opinions on this basketball program, I was pretty patient this year. I gave them the year. I wasn't always happy, but I understood the process. Next year, uh, uh, you you better be better, and I don't want to hear about you being young. Yeah, back to the question. I think two and a half is an easy over. Easy over. I would have gone. But three and a half is a better. Yeah, I think three and a half is yeah. a better. Or two and a half if you start now. Yeah. Two and a half more. That's a little more interesting. And I'm not going to say what it was, but we are highly confident Antonio didn't leave on his own. Something happened. So and nothing major, but, you know, there's just rules you got to follow. And if you break those rules, uh, and, and I actually think this is good. I, Not that I don't like Tony. I thought he was coming into his own. He was finding his game. But it was something that occurred 
with previous players that was tolerated and should never have been. Put it that way. Moving on. Next thing you know, you're gone. Moving on to Raslin, 1982. Do you expect more than one potential transfer? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, there's no way. I mean, there's just no way. I, You know, well, the one guy that didn't play much that I hope stays is Sari Lewis. I just There's just something there about that dude. And I don't even think it'll be next season. I think it'll be another season down the road. But I think there's something about his game. And I got to say this, that I didn't usually when Bruce Weber gets into late signings, I mean, it's, it's not good. He signs guys that have no business being not in the big 12 division one. And these guys all had some game. I like Carlton Lingard. If he was healthy and they didn't have a two really good big men, I'd, I'd want him to stay. But I can see why he would leave. He's just not going to see time. He's not really a four at this level, and he's not a five. He's really a tweener, and he's not healthy. Maybe he stays, but, uh, you know, if he could stay and and fill that Antonio Gordon role, I mean, he shoots it. He knows how to shoot it. Would you blame Rudy Williams for leaving? I mean, he's got a freshman point guard in front of him, Mike, and then Mike McGurl returns. You're trapped behind him, too. I mean, these guys want to play. So, yeah, there'll be more. The question was about incoming transfers, though, right? No. Wrestling? No. Uh, no. Okay. Well, we just addressed it being yeah. Yeah. 2.5. Then why, why is there about one? <laughs> uh, I, I probably should have reordered those questions a little better. But, but I'll say this. If you want to take it that way, Gills, they better have more than one. Yeah. Transfer. Yeah. They that better go. Impact. When Bruce talked about the transfer portal, he he kind of sounded like we'll take one. No, no, dude, you gotta you gotta upgrade your roster. If you lose three guys, you better go get a couple transfers. I mean, I know it's not easy, but man, you you can't go sign high school freshmen again and, and say we're young. This no, this this is done. This it's time to win. Next question is from Anderson Blumont. Do you think I, do you think the players are more likely to transfer if Weber stays or if he goes? Unknown. Uh, uh, that's impossible for us to know in this circumstance. We might have a better feel for it without COVID and we're around him. But, I, again, I'm, I'm going to just point this out. The players typically have really liked Bruce Weber. This isn't a situation where the players come in and say, I hate the coach. This, that's not what happens at K-State. What happens is he signs guys that really can't play at this level or, honestly, they have issues. They have some discipline issues, and they have to be – they have to cut them loose. It's not about we don't like – Bruce is an, a very likable guy, and bluntly put, because he, he's not too hard on them. He, I mean, I don't want to say that he doesn't yell at him because he does. If you get to go to practice, he gets on his players. He coaches hard. But it amazes me Doug Sermons wants to tee up Bruce, who probably said, golly, that's a bad call. I mean, he doesn't – he's not an outrageous personality. Some players didn't like Frank Martin. <clears throat> I can guarantee you some players don't like Brad Underwood. He'll, he'll crawl up your intestines and – 
and let you know who's the boss. So this isn't the case at Kansas State. These guys like Bruce. Bruce is a really likable guy. If you're around Bruce, you know, I mean, he might have some sideline demeanor that drives me nuts. And, you know, the constant chirping from the sideline drives me nuts. But doesn't mean he's a bad dude. Players like him. Next question is from El Camino Cat. What is your opinion of the Big 12 all-freshman and all-newcomer teams not having a single K-State player? Nigel Pack's going to be on the freshman team for sure. You know, I looked at that freshman team and I'm like, well, I kind of see why they left him off, but I'd still, you still need to find a place for him. Mm-hmm. It was a good year for freshmen in the conference. It really was. I think what hurt him is his COVID period was right in the middle of the Big 12. Yep. So some coaches really didn't get a good dose of him. I mean, it, he missed three games, right? Because they were supposed to play Iowa State in that period, and they got off the hook with that. And then he was really ineffective against Baylor. So I see why he didn't get the votes to do it, to be on it. But, yeah, man, that sucked. I, I think it's just a symptom of the league being this deep this year. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's easy for us to say, yeah, Nigel Pack is a good freshman. He's a good player. But looking at the rest of the league, yeah, I can I can see why he would have gotten left off, especially like you mentioned with the COVID phase. So, Cade Cunningham was named the National Player of the Year. Is that right? Did I see that before we started taping this? I, let's, let's confirm. Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> she heard her name. I mean, I think. I, you know, I didn't watch much of TCU this year, but I'd take Pack over Mike Miles, for example, who is on the first team, the freshman team. So I get it. You know, Greg Brown's – there's a lot of good freshmen in this league, but I'd, I'd take Pack over a few of those guys on there. I'm sorry. He was his first team. First team All-American. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. I mean, Cade was good, and he was really good in that Oklahoma game, and he's been had some games. He also took games off. Yep. I'm not blown away by him. I'm not saying he won't be a very good NBA player. I'm just saying I saw Durant, Beasley, and Griffin in the Big 12 at the same time, and this kid doesn't hold a cup of water to those three dudes. There's players that aren't in the league right now or have been in the league that don't hold water or that Cade Cunningham doesn't hold water to. Uh, He's a very, very good player, and he might be better at the next level. But I'm watching games with him. It's like people are afraid to say bad stuff about him. And you'll you'll see Fran Frischilla, who is one of the best in the business, say, you know, he's got to work on his passing a little bit and his ball handling. And sometimes he's going you know, to take some bad shots. I'm like, then why is he so good? You just said three major skill deficits he, he has in his game. I, he's very good. And he, he deserves to be first team all Big 12. But... If he's the number one draft pick, there's some. I'm telling you, ten years down the road, there'll be teams going, "Man, you passed passed up on this guy and that guy to take Cade Cunningham." Maybe I'm wrong. There's there is one of the Ball brothers that's pretty good, and I wouldn't have seen that coming. I don't know. The NBA is a totally different game. It just is. To go back to the first question, that's my my favorite moment from the year when Joey P outscored Cade. Just because I get so annoyed with all the hype and, and ESPN stuff with Cade. So he just took that game off. Yeah. So <laughs> Miguel did, yeah. guarded him. Yeah. And he didn't want anything to do with it. And it wasn't a big enough game for him. I'm telling you, if if you're a guy that takes games off, you're gonna struggle in the NBA because ninety five percent of the games are are going through the motions. 
the guys who really thrive in the league are twofold. Ones that never take games off and just kind of wear themselves out and, you know, and the other guys, the Hardens and the Westbrooks that for some reason have the green light to take a thousand shots, even if you can't make them. That's a good job. I'd be good at that job. From Rasslin 1982, can the basketball team hire a motivational coach that specializes in three-point shooting? I'd like someone who specializes in offense. I mean, obviously these coaches can coach defense. What K-State was doing by the end of the year was remarkable. That you've got all these new guys. You're down to two players with Big 12 experience by season's end. And one of them is Dejuan Gordon, who, who... Honestly, didn't really get it after one season. I mean, Mike McGraw was really the only tangible player out there at the end of the year, and they're defending their butts off. Can someone explain offense to this team? That the ball's supposed to go in to the hole, not just like near it? Is that too much? I feel like you didn't give Rasslin's question enough credit for being a good joke. I know. It was a very good joke. I know. I'm sorry. Pound the, pound the ball. That sounded horrible. Pound the. I don't. I don't know. But speaking of three pointers, when when will college just say, you know what, you're going to shoot NBA threes? Because when you see the court without the the women's line, you know, for like the Big Twelve tournament, it's so far out than what it was, you know, ten mm-hmm. years ago. At what point are you just going to say, you know what, let's just back it up even more? Because it's it's getting ridiculous. I think. It's insane how long this three-pointer is without being an NBA three-pointer. I agree. Is it? Are they international lines now? Is that what they're at? I want to say it's even beyond that. I want to say the previous one was what the international line was. Well, I, I mean, it's not just a case they think teams take yeah. too many threes. It's cool to take a three. It's cooler to make a three. Yeah. Last question from Rasslin 1982. Are we are we now going to wait until we see guys hit multiple threes in multiple games before we call them a sharpshooter? <laughs> Man, wrestling, you're on point today. Uh, perhaps. That's not where I've gone wrong here. Where I went wrong is the kind of crap that gets back, blows up on me is listening to the hype from some of these coaches. I mean, sometimes I hear things from the coaches and then I see the player and I'm like, Javon Thomas is all big 12. What? McCall Mayween was supposed to be a jump shooter his senior year. What? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Only K-State can sign a sharpshooter that can't sharpshoot. But as Gills has pointed out, they did kind of amend that definition of Luke Kasupki, that he was more of a, it was, he kind of came in as the, did we just make an assumption about the white guy? And you know what I mean? Oh, the sound of white guy, he's got to be the sharpshooter. <laughs> I don't know. I, God, please become better shooters. All of you. They need a shooting coach. They need a guru to come in and, you know, back to his original question, just it doesn't have to be a motivational guy. It could just be someone that says, this is the fundamentals of shooting. 
My name is, you don't even have to know what it is, but Steph Curry. This is how you shoot. For God's sake. Sign up for the, his master class. Exactly. Yeah. Steph Curry master class of shooting. That is my great business idea. The master class, sports master classes. Bob Stoops teaches defense. Bill Snyder teaches offense. Go get the website on GoDaddy. No, master, master class already exists. Master class shooting. Master class sports. I don't know. I think there's a they whole genre have sports, there. Though. Do they really? I don't think they do. Steph Curry. That's a real. That's a real. That's a real thing. He does. Yes. That, that was a real example. <laughs> Not as smart as I thought I was. I don't know. I mean, those are pretty cool master classes. They're not a barbecue. A Franklin. I think it's Franklin. Yep. Aaron Franklin. That's it for the first half of the podcast. We're asking way to bring your A game. That was nice. We'll be back on the other half. More of your questions from Wabash Station as we turn our attention away from basketball. Yay. The PowerCat Podcast will be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey ebay motors is here for the ride remember when you first saw the potential and then through some elbow grease fresh installs and a whole lot of love you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own look to your left look to your right it's official no one's got a ride like this there's nothing else that sounds like feels like or looks like the set of wheels in your garage with over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We now send it back to the PowerCat podcast. Welcome back to the PowerCat questions podcast. We handled basketball in the first half. We're going to turn our attention to a variety of topics. I, I'm told we may not be free of basketball. It's very confusing around here. This, this, folks, don't try this at home. Well, actually, you should. If you want a podcast, try it at home. Tim Fitzgerald, Ryan Gilbert, Zach Carlson here at the Go Paracat Home Studio and Dog Spa. I have a dog snoring right next to me. Hope it, hope it ends up on the podcast. Hope you can hear a 15-year-old Scottish Terrier. <laughs> We've got more questions from Wild Bass Station, but we are sponsored by The Fridge. Our segment sponsors are Tanners and the High Low. Make sure you support all of your local businesses, and when you're in Manhattan, support those businesses. I I, I like supporting them. I uh, 
have invested heavily in the vodka market. It's not like an it's not like oranges. I mean, this isn't like trading spaces. It's like that's an old movie reference right there. So trading spaces, trading places, trading spaces was a designing show. Uh, yeah, we're not trying to corner the orange market. I'm going to get back to infusing vodka. Gills, you won't want any because it's real liquor. It's adult <laughs> drinks. What's the, what's the heaviest thing you like to drink, Gills? Bush light. <laughs> Only if it's fresh from the brewery. It's pretty good. We uh, They had uh, some Tito's on sale, some handles. We bought four handles of Tito's. That's a lot of vodka, Zach. It's a lot of vodka. A bunch of blackberries and blueberries. Get into the fridge. Mm-mm-mm. I'll be infusing this weekend. Let's get on with the podcast, man. Who's got Me, it? Gills? Got it. Take yep, it away. Got it. First question of the second half from Rastel in 1982. It seems to me that KU is poised to be buried if we can just start rolling again, and basketball appears to be in a major state of uncertainty. If those things are true, is this one of the most important off-seasons of recent memory? Well, he brought his A-game this week. He did. Yeah, he didn't stop there. <clears throat> Man, um, this is a very intriguing thing. I got a buddy who's uh, – he spends a lot of time gossiping with coaches. Former player gossips with coaches. It really sounds like KU is going to attempt – to invest heavily in football. Like they might try to make now. And I, this is the same look I gave Gills. It was like, what? <laughs> that would be a strong indication to me that they are fearful. Basketball is about to get destroyed. That what happens with the NCAA is going to set back their basketball program a number of years. If they're going to put a bunch of money into football with a coaching staff, they probably think we better be good in one or the other because the next round of realignment's coming, and if basketball goes to hell, they could get left out. He's right. This is a huge period for the University of Kansas. That entire institution leans on basketball. It's crazy, but it does. That's their whole cultural identity is that basketball program. And when you're that good in basketball, you can just – Slough off football. It doesn't matter. We're with the Jayhawks. Yeah. Um, Chris Kleiman needs to get it really rolling here. Make sure they have plenty of distance between them and anything that might happen at KU. They go pay $5 million for a coach and coordinators at a million dollars and start trying to think they're the SEC. It's a That'd be a huge gamble. That I mean, that's a huge financial gamble. Uh Basketball's just got to get better for K-State. It's not even about KU and basketball. This is just intolerable. It's just got to get better. But I think another thing with you talking about KU, maybe investing heavily into football, worried about what the NCAA can do to, to KU. What about another angle where what if the NBA comes to Kansas City? We've talked about it a lot. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of money that goes into KU basketball because there isn't an NBA team to absorb the rest of that money. So, I don't think it's unreasonable in the next 10 years that the NBA says, hey, it's time for another round of expansion. And, hey, guess what? Kansas City, you have an arena that's been sitting around for a while, but it's NBA ready. So what do you say? I think investing into football for KU is – it's unfor- well, unfortunately for K-State, maybe not. I don't think that KU is ever going to 
retake and reclaim and overtake K State, but you know, I that's I think that that's a good play for KU. I think that you're going to have to to make football your your breadwinner Bruce, sport. Bruce Weber um, accidentally hit on this topic. Uh, when with one of his press conferences from Kansas City, when he made the reference to the homeless guy talking about KU basketball reloads and you rebuild. Well, first of all, I don't think that was a homeless guy. I mean, obviously they watched games on TV, so not uh, even that have ESPN Plus. <laughs> I know. So um, there's some awareness there. But I, this was my thought, though: if it's just some guy in Kansas City who's not a alumnus of either institution, but that's his knowledge. That kind of stuff ends with a Kansas City NBA team. Those people will be completely invested in that, and they should be. Kansas Jayhawks basketball is the NBA team to Kansas City. It just is. And that's how it's treated. It's how it's treated in the media market. And that's really the big thing. As soon as they get an NBA team, this fawning over KU basketball ends. They'll still cover them if they're good. They'd cover K-State or Missouri if they're that good. But an average, a below average, a bad NBA team will still get most of the coverage in that market. It's just the way it'll be. Yeah, it's a, it's a critical time. And again, to all of our billionaire listeners, all I know there's like 17 of them. The billionaires that are out there listening that have K State ties. It's impressive. I know. It's it's how big big time we are. Um please put an NBA team in Kansas City. Just for that reason. Please. From El Camino Cat, what are reasonable baseline uh, baselines for success next season in football and men's basketball given the current state of the programs? You know, football's weird because you play an uneven number of games. But my my ongoing thing is in conference. Yeah, you should be at least average. Now, yeah, I know there's going to be some seasons where you don't get there, but you know you you can't win four and a half games. So I mean, football went four and five in the conference last year. So I mean, they went five and four the year before, right? I think so. So yeah, that's you know that's that's a baseline for me. Basketball for me, you should be. You know, okay, you can be eight and ten some years, but you better be ten and eight in other years and fourteen and four. This permitting three, four, five win seasons, I'm not into it one bit. That's not a rebuild. A rebuild's eight and ten. You have to expect more. Yeah, the other thing that struck me about Bruce's comment was he kind of accepted that that you rebuild. You shouldn't have this. Shouldn't happen. It doesn't happen in Lubbock, Texas. I don't understand. It doesn't doesn't happen other places. I mean, I understand you bottom out once in a while. I understand that happens, but not twice every nine years. Yeah, but just get just play five hundred basketball in your in your community. You know what? Whatever league you're in, what? Yeah. There's two teams in the NCAA tournament from the state of Kansas. And that does I mean that doesn't make me happy that Wichita State went through a rebuild and still found their way into the first four. It's frustrating. I think for next year, 
seven and eleven is probably going to be the absolute bottom line for Bruce. I think if he gets to seven and eleven, that's the number that puts Gene in the biggest quandary. Yeah, that's I think typically six, what Bruce does. Yeah, <laughs> I think six and twelve is pretty easy to say. Yeah, you did, you weren't successful, and I think eight and ten says yeah you you know you can potentially make the NCAA tournament at eight and ten in the Big Twelve, especially if you go to the conference tournament and you're able to make it to to Friday. So, you know, I think that's probably what my number would be for, for football and, or excuse me, for basketball. And then for football, just make a bowl game six and six. I know that you'd like to see five and four in the conference, you know, or, you know, can't be able to handle your bowl eligibility in the conference, but at least for next year coming off of this last year, just get back to a bowl game and then we can, can worry about the rest later. Basketball, I define more by conference because you can manipulate that non-conference schedule so much. Yeah. I mean, it's totally different if you're playing Duke and Gonzaga, you know, in your non-conference as opposed to a bunch of teams that, that you should beat. Well, never mind. <laughs> um, now, football is a little more even. You're expected to play one power five opponent, another group of six opponent, and probably a, a – B C not B E C S. What am I saying? FCS program. So that's what they got. They've got a really good schedule for next year. So we'll see. But yeah, six and six in football overall. And I want nine and nine in basketball. I I'm sorry. I'm we just let you win seven games in two complete seasons of Big Twelve play. Can can we get nine next year? Nine. Can you be average, please? Please? Yeah, I'm with you, boss. I mean, if, if they play the way they played the last six games of the season, there's no way that that's not an NCAA tournament team, really. So, uh, Look, they've won two Big Toe titles. I, I know that's an accomplishment. Now, I would argue that maybe the team that won two years ago, as good as it was, would have finished third or fourth this season in the conference. But... That is always offset by the fact that both of those teams that won the title lost in the first round of the tournament. I want good things. I don't think it's too much to ask for good things. <laughs> I'm with you, El Camino. From Hit the Bed Fred, welcome to the podcast. Uh, we appreciate your question. Please ask us many more. you got to be as good as Rastel, though, moving forward. Though. Mm. That's, that's your standard. There is some promising chatter surrounding Keenan Garber and Malik Knowles from spring camp. Will either of them explode onto the scene, or will we see a similar production level to the 2019 season from the receiving core? Oh, they'll be better. They'll be better. I think they understand as a staff they have to have their receivers more involved. Um, Keenan Garber is very promising. You know, they've mentioned now a couple young guys that are promising. Who was the other one he asked about? Malik? Malik, yeah. Yeah. Malik's just got to get back to being Malik. No, it was we had him on a press conference on on Tuesday, Zach, and he talked about the distractions in the season. There was a lot of stuff going on inside this team this year, last year. I mean, there just was, and we saw a lot of players depart. Um, there were some disruptive forces within the program, and I think they've got that cleaned out. They got Malik back on course. Yeah, he he was talking about transferring. I mean. Uh, we didn't make that up, folks. I know you want to believe that evil Go Power Cat made that up, but I mean, why would we? Just stop and ask you that. Why, if we weren't confident that he was, why would we put it out there? But you know, he admitted he, he got himself back together by the end of the season and focused on football. There was just 
so many moving parts to the team last year with COVID and, and you know, other things. People had decided that K-State was a horribly racist place because there was one student who who was a jack wad. Is that a word? Yeah, that's a word. Okay. Jack good. wagon. Good enough. Jack wagon, jack wad, jack, uh, no. Um, so, um, yeah, I, I think they're going to be fine. Now, do I think they need to be better at receiver? Yeah. I still don't like the parts. They don't have enough. I, I still wouldn't mind seeing maybe someone move out there. And I think they're going to get creative. We heard Courtney Messingham talk about that on Tuesday, about splitting running backs wide more often. So they'll get creative with it, but they got to be better in the passing game and, and more diversified. When you're running back and you're tied in your top two receivers, you've got an issue at receiver, period. And hopefully they can get it back on course now that Courtney Messingham, Messingham is in charge of them. I s- it's hard for me to be confident in the wide receivers knowing how much they've lost since Chris Kleiman has, has come. It's just it's not just last year. You look back to the year before where Dalton's shown as your your number one receiver. That, that really should never have happened. And it, it goes back to, you know, some of the recruiting under Bill Snyder and and just there weren't the pieces there. And and with this new staff coming in, I still feel like these wide receiver pieces just haven't worked out yet. And, you know, with more departures and, you know, players like Sebastian Taylor, who should have probably emerged by now, just hasn't and just kind of is just around, you know, I, I just it's it's worrying to me, I guess, seeing the state of of the wide receivers going into the season. It's going to take a lot, a lot in the fall to prove to me that, hey, everything's going to be all right, because I think that that is the biggest question mark on the team. And it will be up until game one. From KNED, is Indiana Hoops the college basketball equivalent of Nebraska football? Absolutely. It's a very intriguing big red question. Yes. Um, Indiana is getting very distant with its basketball. I mean, you know what I mean? They're a football school now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a problem for them, actually. Uh, this is a huge hire. And I don't think hiring John Bayline is your answer. Is that what they did? That's what one of the names out there. <laughs> I'm just intrigued by by this. I I don't know. I I they've they've got to get it figured out. But it, once you lose your momentum in your program, you're just starting over. Nebraska's football starting over. I mean, they're still selling the tradition, and that don't win you much. I mean, if you can't win with Scott Frost, they're a couple more bad seasons away from not selling out their stadium in a state where that is literally it. When it comes to sports, that's it. That's their whole life. That sellout streak is in danger. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, Indiana basketball. The thing about it is, is, it's gotten so distant now. It's time to Bob Knight, who a lot of younger people remember for tech more than Indiana or being an ESPN bad play by or color guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's craziness. They've made, made some bad hires. They just have. But boy, I wish I wish I could be in the buyout life. It's crazy. It's crazy. You mentioned that about Bob Knight, because that's literally how I remember Bob Knight. 
Texas Tech ESPN commentator. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Chairs. I don't remember him at Indiana. I mean, I don't remember when the chair was thrown. I don't think that was even in my lifetime. I mean, I was. He left Texas Tech, or excuse me, he left Indiana when I was eight, maybe. And then he was in the Big Twelve. So, yeah, that's all I remember him as. Texas Tech wearing the sweater. Was it a sweater vest? It was a sweater. It was a sweater. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Indiana's got a better basketball tradition than K-State, certainly. But K-State's had more relevant good seasons than Indiana lately. I haven't really looked that one up. That could be, I could be out on a limb on that one. But I mean, K-State's won a couple Big 12 titles. I don't see Indiana hanging any banners anytime recently. Nope. But kind of like UCLA, college basketball would be better with them. It just would be better. I don't think you. I think UCLA. I think everyone out in the Pac-12 is kind of screwed by the reality of what ESPN does now. You just aren't on TV enough. Period. Or you're on TV too late. Yeah, for old guys like me now, I go to bed at ten. I can barely make it through Big Monday's Big Twelve game. God, it's just sad. You couldn't make it through the Big Twelve championship game. Oh, it's sad. I think Gonzaga gets more regular ESPN time than. The Pac-12. Right. That's crazy. Pac-12's biggest issue is they have Bill Walton. They love him out there. Ugh. So bad. Zach? But that, that shows is he, that, is he worse than Lance Blanks? <laughs> I have come to find out that there's a segment that loves Lance Blanks. What? Like, there was a, someone said, who's your favorite color analyst? And there were a number of people saying Lance Blanks. Unironically, they were probably saying. all Texas fans because he's he's their guy on the Longhorn Network. Lance Blanks, Bill Walton's awful. It shows the disrespect that ESPN has for the Pac-12 as a basketball conference that they use this novelty act. He's the bearded lady of color commentators. I don't think he can grow a beard. Yeah, he can. Yeah, I don't know. Get out more cat wants to know what's the wackiest coaching carousel rumor mill story you've ever heard. Is it from this year? The coaching carousel rumor mill. Um, someone floated that KU's going after Brent Venables. Right now? Uh-huh. And they were dead serious. And I laughed. So the guy's never going to be a head coach. No. I don't know why. I mean, I used to know why he was had a hang-up with K-State, but that turned out to be bogus, and I don't know why. But it's just incredible what people can come up with. But I don't know. The one I floated on the message board is pretty good. That's pretty out there. <laughs> Man, coaches, that coach's rumor mill is just something special. But it also, if you're in on that, you they're they're right too. I mean, it's not all wacky stuff. They they kind of know what's going on. John Curry's plane ride of adventure is probably a good one. Just flying the flying the plane around, trying to find him a coach. Doesn't want to land. <laughs> he's, he's gonna get fired. <laughs> so bad. Uh, well, you know the John Weefald one when he hired Ron Prince was pretty good. You know, they did the interview and it went well and they were coming home to interview more more candidates and he announced that 
he made up his mind and gets to make his Martin Luther King speech. So he hired Ron Prince, made his Martin Luther King speech, and it was the most uncomfortable press conference I've ever been in my life. Well, I want to just tell the guy, hey, we hired you because of the color of your skin. I mean, it was just so uncomfortable. It's like, dude, did you, you know, I mean, what, what is going on here? This is weird. It never ceases to amaze me. I think we're in for some real enjoyment with KU over the next couple of years. I think this is going to be fun. Jim Harbaugh was a lock for KU. I hope you know that. I mean, come on, man. No way. Last question of the podcast from Dr. J54. Has the Life of Fitz podcast ended in dust and ashes, or can we hope for a <laughs> dust resurrection? Dust and ashes? The hell? No, nah, it's going to come back. Uh, it'll come back uh, in a little bit different form because I'm not locked in my house anymore. That was the whole premise of it was I was just calling friends while I was in quarantine forever. Uh, and we ended it with the start of sports season. Now sports season's over. It'll come back. And I think I will expand it out to be... You know, people that don't really know as well. But, yeah, I enjoy that one. Let me get through my stuff here, man. Let me got to wind down basketball. Got to start the questions po- or the overtime podcast back up. We want to do that for next week? Hell yes, because the Insiders is pretty much done. We'll, we'll revisit it at some point to talk baseball with Matt and Cole and stuff. But, yeah, we're, we're, gonna, we're done with the Insiders. That got to be depressing. Hard numbers for the Insider Podcast. So dropped so much this year talking about basketball. Oh, you're going to talk about basketball? We're not. We're not I don't want to listen. Could you talk about dentistry? We could have had your dad on to talk about <laughs> dentistry, and it would have gone better than talking about basketball. Uh, we'll bring back Life of Fits. I don't have a timetable for it, but I enjoy it, and we will, we will come back with it. I don't know. Just me talking to people. What a brilliant concept. We should start like a true crime one, Gills. But here's the twist. Here's the twist. So there's a lot of true crime ones out there, right? You know, we commit the crimes. Mm, okay. Like like you and I, we can just head off to Charlotte, do a bunch of bank robberies, come back. Have you heard about the bank robberies in Charlotte? I shouldn't probably be talking about this. We should probably not talk about this podcast. Never, never mind. That's it for this week's edition of the Powercat Questions Podcast. Thanks for asking questions. Who was our newbie? We had a newbie. Hit the bed, Fred. Hit the bed, Fred. Welcome to the podcast. We post that sucker, that thread, every week, and you get to ask your questions and hit the bed. We also will have the overtime podcast next week with a separate thread. What is the overtime? It's everything that you shouldn't ask us. Basically. Basically. I don't like it when we actually take sports questions in the overtime. Unless it's something, you know, like non-K-State related. Right. If it's a question. If it's not K-State related, we have, we'll answer it. And then I go through and drop in sound effects. A lot of uh, Simpsons. Um, a lot of Peter Griffin in there. A lot of West Side Story. It's just a sad mix-up of weird things from my life and my brain. And a lot of old references. That's what happens when an old guy does the sound effects. PowerCat Podcast. All rights reserved. GoPowerCat.com and Spirit Street Publishing.